Hello and welcome to Ride Home Review. I'm Oliver. And I'm Susan. And today we saw Ishmael by the Dead Puppet Society as part of the Brisbane Festival. At the Cremorne Theatre. It is Brisbane Festival time, so we'll be seeing a lot of festival shows in the next coming week. I'm a wee bit tired just thinking about it. However, if there's anything that is likely to put a bit of a spring in my step, it's something by the uh, Dead Puppet Society. Now... The thing that I find interesting about them is, you know, obviously at their core is puppetry. However, you know, one minute you're seeing one style of puppetry in, say, something like Storm Boy, and then before that, something like The Wider Earth, then then, far from a one-trick pony. And what's interesting about them also is I've done a couple of workshops with the dead puppet boys and they talk about their style as visual theatre and one of their key components as well as the script are the visuals and they think visuals are equal to the script. Yeah and it's all about telling a good story. Now Ishmael is you would have to say very 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 loosely based on Moby Dick. Yes Uh, there's Ahab, there's Ishmael, there is a creature that has haunted Ahab for years. Correct. And... That's about it. That's about it. And Except now it's set in space. Of course it is. On an earth that has been destroyed by uh, pollution and um, potentially climate change. And we have a group of free spirits, free loaders, free... Uh, I don't know, travelling the, the universe collecting minerals for profit um, because life on Earth is um, really only for the few that can escape the smog clouds. So there's a strong environmental story there. Uh, Like, generally, as you know, I'm not that fond of taking a classic story and deciding to, say... Set set it on the moon. Set it in space. And if you were going to gender flip um, a character and or take a classic story and move it from the sea and set it in space, you really better do it properly with thought, with reason and not, here's a good idea, let's do this. And the Dead Puppet Boys have clearly just taken the ideas of Moby Dick and just kind of created their own story. I think I, having never read Moby Dick, I'm not like going, oh, they cut that. They just took the ideas. Um, It is the loosest adaptation that I've ever seen, and that's okay. That's totally okay because it's really about the unknown. It's about the other frontier. It is about, um, you know, exploring, pushing yourself to the limits, um, taking on that great other and it has been done with such precision and intrigue and interest that you can't help but fall in love and speaking of love uh, we'll talk about this but first I want to talk about the the way of the visuals in this play they have got green screen kind of miniatures they've got literal live spaceship puppets 
they've got they they have an extraordinary backdrop of space um and you know the the swirling galaxies and, and video and design and they bring it to life live in the space it's pretty spectacular yeah and i found it quite interesting because one of the things that that the uh dead puppet style has been doing over recent iterations is getting bigger and bigger you know um the the puppets have become have become larger than life and in this stage they've built worlds that are tiny in little tiny little boxes that are then projected um so so many moving parts such precision and it took me a little while to find myself particularly invested in that um because we were seeing so much um projection um, and, and you have an anti-projection bias. Yeah, a little bit, but also um, I was I the liveness of it was a wee bit lost on me because the proje- you could see it happening. The projections were on either side of the stage, but I, I felt a wee bit of a disconnect between what I was seeing in centre stage, and then there was a moment where there was a switch, and I was all in, like a hundred percent invested in these three main characters um, going off, all of them with very, very interesting backstories, all of them with very diverse reasons for putting their bodies on the line to go out into space. And um, there was so much intrigue that, yeah, I, I bought it totally. And I think to discuss why we were able to buy in we have to talk about tonight's audience. We did. So um, about, what, two-thirds of the audience maybe? Yeah, about that. Uh, were, were school groups. And school groups make for very, very intriguing audiences, because uh, high schoolers, because you have two possibilities, either absolute unmitigated boredom um, which they have no desire to hide, and often teachers um, taking disruptive students to one side and, and you know, berating them. We've heard all sorts of comments in, um, in school audiences before today, but this group... They bought in. They bought in. They too took a little while to warm up, but as things started to warm up on stage between our two young protagonist um you could cut the air and smell the pheromones in that place it, you you couldn't help but buy in because the audience around you had bought it, in. it was palpable you could feel it they they you, when when the two lead characters were leaning in for a kiss so was most of the audience around us and they were rooting for it you know somewhat lit- literally yeah oh. They were warm for each other's forms. And at one stage, uh, there was a near miss. They went in for a kiss and then they pulled away and it's like, oh! You just felt that. And that is the magic of life, dear. <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. And I was saying afterwards, you know, I suspect that two-thirds of those uh, teenagers were there because they had to for assessment, because they were dragged along. They... Um, probably would rather have been sitting at home watching YouTube, but by the end they were out of their seats, 
screaming when the love interest actually happened. It was it was hysterical and heartwarming. And that's just what I personally love about theatre. Yeah. And we've talked about bad audiences and there's nothing worse than a very in-crowd laughing a bit too loud and a bit too long because that's forced and a bit fake. But that's also about the performers. It's people celebrating the people that they know on stage. This was a genuine winning of hearts of young people um, invested in what happened to those characters on stage. This was a love story and they were invested in it more than they would be in an invest in an um an episode of The Bachelor or Maths. They wanted love and they were celebrating it. And that I think is great. Rating. Um look if you can move an entire audience of young people to cheer um, and a, a tired old soul like me, I'm going to give it a high distinction. I'd agree. I think it's... Oh, look, we saw a final preview and so there are still a couple of technical glitchy things to... Yeah, this is one of those um, things where there are uh, big risks, big rewards... Um, and you know, but I'm tiny, willing tiny at the margins, tiny at the margins things that I have faith that they'll sort. Mm. And so I agree, it's a high distinction. It's out of this world theatre. I I loved it. Tomorrow night we will be seeing something else. We'll be seeing same penis forever. Stop talking about your bedroom. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yes, we will. It's got nothing to do with that. I I promise. Um. Yes, it's a cabaret. It is a cabaret by a dear friend of mine. Mm-hmm. I'll try to keep it as impartial as possible. And then there is something and something else and something else and something else, and then it's at, Brisbane Festival and time. Then come October, we get a rest. Yes, except for forthcoming. Oh yeah, that. Speaking of maps, anyway. Um, yes, gotcha. we'll be round. Theatre is back. Woo-hoo. As long as. COVID doesn't ruin it. 100% capacity houses. We love you. Bye-bye.